Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. Now, backordered seems to be vocabulary that every company uses at one time or another. But it also seems in the last year or so, especially since the pandemic, it's beginning to be used a lot more. We are always told that no news used to also mean good news. But now I, I'm going to go through this and I'm going to tell you that's not always the case because it's just a way for companies to get out of telling you bad news. Now, during the last year, I've been going to the dermatologist a little bit more frequently. They always find something, right? And they always tell me when they remove a mole, if you don't hear from us, that's good news. Yeah. You know why that's good news? Because there's no cancer. Obviously, that's good news. You don't have to hear from them. But lately, the reason I bring this up because everything I try to get, it seems like I eventually get told, eventually, that's a key word here, I eventually get told it's on back order. Now, you've heard my car experience, if you've listened to some of the older episodes uh, back in the first part of this year through May, or I was trying to buy a bike, I can never get anything now. So I want to share two most recent examples. The first one happened back in May. Now, my grill burner was having some issues. I love to grill. And I grill all the time. And I called the company that I bought the grill from. And they started the warranty claim because it was four years, but they're, they're, they're covered for 10. And it said it was approved and I'd be getting a replacement burner in the next week or so. The next week or so. Yes. I don't know which week, but the next week or so. So I waited and then I received a call. They said they shipped it to the wrong. They shipped in the wrong part and they were going to expedite, expedite. I guess they don't know what that really means, but the word expedite, the new part to me. Then what happened after is what really, really burns my bush. It's the radio silence. Never heard back. I then emailed them in June, and they said it should be any day. Of course, they didn't mention which day, but any day. Uh, then again, radio silence. I actually kind of forgot about it after a while, you know, as the grill does still work, but you know, one day I actually remembered it in July and, and sent another email. I've been waiting since May. WTF? Do you have any news for me? I then got the wonderful response that we love to hear. The manufacturer says it's on back order till November. Ugh, really? Now you tell me that? So again, I understand that things happen, but why can't I get a call from the company and apologize and say, sir, your part's on back order Maybe they can offer me something, but just tell me what is going on. I am an adult. I can handle this stuff. Of course, I brought this up before, and good customer service, it doesn't seem to exist anymore. And they were hoping I would eventually forget about it, which I almost did. But is this the way to run things now? So I guess I have to wait till November for the part to arrive, as I have no choice in the matter. So I'm going to go over example number two that I brought, I brought up uh, so I brought up many times during my podcast that I started riding motorcycles and I recently got myself a new bike and I wanted to get a new jacket that would match the company's bike that I was riding. So I went to the dealership and looked around. I found one I liked, but of course size was an issue. Yes, size is an issue as my corporation has expanded very nicely. And when large would usually fit, it's a little bit tight. So of course, extra large was not in stock. So as I went there, I had to order it. She said, no worries. You know, it'll be here, right? It'll get ordered. I said, again, why do I go to the store? I like to actually bring things home that day. That's why 
and not to order it as I could have done that myself online. Well, I gave them the benefit of the doubt as they said it'll be here in a few days. Famous last words, right? So I had ordered this on a Friday, hadn't heard anything by Wednesday, so I called. They told me they just got a shipment in and they would check for my jacket and call me. Well, of course, didn't get a call on Wednesday, Thursday. It was now Friday. I called back and they checked in the system and they said that now my jacket is back ordered. Oh, back ordered until when? Yes, you guessed it. November. Oh, why no call, though? That's the thing. It's not even the fact that it's coming in November, but isn't no news supposed to be good news? I should have gotten a call that said, we are sorry, but your jacket's not available and will be available in November. Would you like to wait or do you want your money back? Because, I mean, I already got the bill from the credit card company and it's due in 30 days. So they'll have my money for more than 90 days if I choose to wait. Now, is that fair? No. But why, again, no call? What is wrong with keeping people updated? I had the same experience when we ordered our car. They don't let you know what's going on. If you follow earlier episodes this year, you know what that's like. But communication, it should be easy now. A text, a quick phone call. Ugh, I know I should be aware. I, 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 I should be aware how challenging inventory is these days. And I, I, I get it. But it continues to amaze me how companies obviously do not care one bit about you. So the next time someone says no news is good news, well, sometimes it can be bad when you don't get any news at all. When people don't want to actually tell you what's going on and you have to call them to find out you're on back order. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is a veteran New York City traffic reporter, appears regularly on TV and radio. She's making her second appearance on the show. Please welcome the very talented and lovely Heather O'Rourke. Heather, I'm sorry I went on a little bit long on that one, but <laughs> it has to be said. What is wrong with just calling me? Well, first of all, customer service is horrible all around, I find, lately. And the same thing, it's funny that you bring this up. Yesterday, my son's screen was supposed to be replaced on his phone. And we had an appointment and they were coming between one and three, of course, two hour window, really. The cable company. Between yeah. one. Yeah. So one and three, nobody shows up. And then my husband gets in touch with them and they were like, oh, yeah, well, your your appointment was canceled because we don't have the part to replace the screen. The company is a phone screen replacement company. We pay <laughs> extra money for this service and you don't have any screens. That's what you do. Yeah. You're supposed to replace screens. So. He called, he's speaking to somebody in customer service. The woman just puts him on hold, transfers him to somebody else, doesn't even say, I'm transferring you, sir. And it was this whole thing was going on. They were gonna mail out another phone, blah, blah, blah. We we're gonna get another appointment, whatever. He fought them tooth and nail, got a brand new phone yesterday. Well, you have to, that's the thing, <laughs> but they wouldn't have had to do that if they just exactly. called you in the beginning. Yes. Right? That's my yes. argument. If he would have just called my dad, my dad, my husband at one o'clock and said, sir, I ran out of screens. It was a bad day. I'm not going to be there. So let's set up another appointment. But customer service, they just, I don't know what it is. Are they not training these people properly? Do they not have the, the manpower to communicate? And, or are they afraid? Are they afraid? If they do communicate this information to you, 
about your jacket or your grill piece? Are you just going to give up on them and give them a horrible review or just go out and buy a new grill? You know what I'm saying? But getting back to the cancer reference, if you leave cancer untreated, it will stay there. It will never go away. Right. Is that (laughs) I mean, this is why I get angry at this stuff, because I Uh don't understand. Now, I will bring up a good experience I had, or at least somewhat of a good experience, not totally good. But we had a problem with our sleep number vet and uh, Susan was sinking. (laughs) <laughs> in her bed <laughs> at night of course it was her okay. side not mine so why do I right. care right exactly right, exactly um, but anyway Susan was sinking my wife was sinking in the bed and so I called them up and we we did the test that they told us to do you got to plug up the air you do this whatever you know magical things and sure enough it's the chamber of the air that comes in whatever that is so I called them on the phone I called them back after we did the test I said you know it looks like it's the chamber so they're going to ship me a new one Blah, blah, blah. I scheduled a, a person to come out and actually fix it. But um, what aggravated me on that was that they, you know, because that's why I said it, it wasn't perfect, is they made me, because it was it was two years and five months, like a, you have a, a two-year bumper-to-bumper kind of warranty, and then after that, it's like prorated, right? The old prorated, I love that, prorated. Yeah. So they, they go ahead and, and they give me, um, you know, you got to pay this for the part and you get to pay for somebody to come out. So, you know, whatever. It was like 200 bucks to come out, whatever. But luckily, we got the part within, like, it came, literally, I called on Wednesday. It got there Friday. So we had it within, like, a day, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. This day and age mm-hmm. to get anything. You know, we're supposed right. to be advanced technology-wise, where Amazon's looking to do same day. I will take the next day. I mean, any mm-hmm. day is better than what we're right. getting, right? right? Because, <laughs> exactly. yeah, so we finally got it. And meanwhile, we actually hooked it up and it's working. So maybe I don't need the uh, professional services. But again, you have to keep that appointment because if you don't, they'll, they'll cancel you like they did with you. And they don't even tell mm-hmm. you that they're... I had that happen previously with another, uh, with uh, a bed problem with the actual frame that we got a guy coming out and he doesn't bring the parts. He says, did you... Did you get a part delivery? I'm like, no. Isn't that your job? Like, why? Yeah. yeah. So I, I feel for you because this is the stuff which I don't get. This is the easy stuff that you can fix. You can't fix mm-hmm. the fact that you don't have the part, but you could fix the letting them know and just right. being upfront and honest with the person on the other end that says, look, I'm a person. You have an appointment at one o'clock at 11 o'clock. You call and say, look. We were unable to locate the part. I know you've got an appointment at one. We cannot make that appointment, but let's reschedule another appointment for a day that fits you. We should get the part in four to six days. And I apologize for that. And with that being said, I'll give you a credit for, you know, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. something as a, because to me, the solution if you have a solution, that's as good for me as anything else. That's all I want. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And and in this day and age, as you had mentioned before, um, communication is so much easier now than it was 30, 40 years ago. Why is it so hard to communicate when there's so many different pathways to communicate? <laughs> I don't know. I think everybody's like just afraid. Yeah, they're afraid. I mean, we used to be afraid of rejection. I don't know mm-hmm. if we're afraid of actually dealing with the root of the problem, but it's easy when you know how to fix the problem. It's just being nice and just taking care of the person. Don't ghost them. 
Like, that's what it is. They're, they're basically, you're going yes. out on dates now. People are ghosting people. That's not good. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know? So your grill company basically ghosted, ghosted you. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. And your yeah. jacket. Jacket is going to be November, ghosted. Yeah, but in November, you never know. You might be grilling wearing a jacket. Well, exactly. But I won't be able to ride <laughs> too much with the damn jacket because November starts getting colder. And who the hell wants right. to go out in the cold, right? right. I don't uh -huh. know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I give up. I really do because I try. I try to be, you mm -hmm. know, this is the type of stuff where I try to have my, my blood pressure is always good, which is a wonderful thing because I, I have this show and it lets me get all the things that aggravate me out. So I let right. it out, okay. right? So this is yeah. the type of stuff that you would think that I'm, you know, I try, I'm trying to be, you know, calmer. And, you know, it's the old honeymooners thing, pins and needles, needles and pins. It's a happy man <laughs> that grins. And what am I mad about? Right. That's why I do right. this show. Like, what am I mad about? Yeah. But I'm still angry. I'm still yeah. angry at the fact that my jacket's not coming in November. And I know this is first world problems. But keep in mind, they have my money. They took yeah. the money. You know yeah. how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to keep the reservation. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's. Mm -hmm. Don't don't take my money then. Just order it right. and let me know when it comes in and I'll pay you. But that's the thing now. Companies don't do that anymore. They want their money. Oh, oh yeah. Anyway, getting we off. We have to hold, hold yeah. up our end of the deal. We have to hold up our yeah. end, but they don't have to hold up their end. It's very frustrating. And like I said, yes. I'm going to go there today and I hopefully will get some kind of uh, justice to get my jacket because I like to go to the store. I am I am one of the old school people that still mm -hmm. like to go to the actual store or dealership mm -hmm. or whatever. I like to look at fancy, shiny things. I, I just love that. Best Buy is yeah. like a field trip for me. But right. you, know, you know what I'm saying? But I, I enjoy yeah. that, and I don't understand. Mm -hmm. It's like I like to take it home. I don't know where Amazon and all these companies that think that they're going to fix everything by getting it delivered because, again, Heather, if your Internet was down today mm -hmm. and your husband needed to go to the – to fix the router, let's say the router was, was busted, which I'm not going right. to get too technical for you, but if the router mm -hmm. is not working, you're not going to get any yeah. Wi-Fi. Hence, right. you would be angry. So it's Saturday. What are you doing? You right. call out, you yeah. get on Amazon and you order. Well, mm -hmm. you can't order because your Internet's down. But anyway, right. but even if you could, you get on your phone and you order this particular product, you order mm -hmm. it and you say, okay, when am I getting it? The soonest mm -hmm. you're going to get it is probably Tuesday. Because don't give me this mm -hmm. that it's coming Monday because BS. That's that's BS. Right. So are you right. going to wait until Tuesday to get your Internet? So to me, I think we're going backwards. Like I mm -hmm. would want to go to the store, go to Best Buy, pick it up and have it up and running within an hour. That's what right. I want. And I'm not going right. to get that from Amazon. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. And then you're going to get to Best Buy and there's a possibility that your part's not there. It, it, that's the other problem. You try to get the, the part and they always <laughs> yeah. tell you, well, I can't carry every part, but you go to Home Depot and they have 150 damn ceiling fans, uh, different right, ones, yeah. right? They don't have the part that you want, but they have right, the ceiling right. fans. If you need they a ceiling do. fan, they <laughs> oh, this is just crazy. Uh, but anyway, last week I did an episode with Cooper and we talked about um, the field of dreams. And, mm -hmm. and my field of dreams is baseball. I love baseball. And I actually did a little bit of a reference to the movie. And I had forgotten mm -hmm. that they were doing the game uh, a week later. They were doing the actual game in Iowa. You know, is this heaven? Mm -hmm. No, it's Iowa. You did right, see that right. movie, right? I've seen uh, the movie, yes. All right, 100%. good. good. And yes. you, you, it's a guy thing where we cry when, you want to have a catch, Dad? It's like a whole, right. it's a whole to-do. 
Um, it's but, like Rudy. It's like the movie Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, you you you, you could care yeah. less about that movie. You're five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. I and, loved yeah, Rudy. Oh, Do not stereotype. Right, right, Rudy right. was great. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> awesome. But anyway, they had the movie. They had the uh, game Yankees and the White mm-hmm. Sox and the Field of Dreams, and they had a right. whole success. Um, they actually drew the highest ratings in 16 years for Major League Baseball, which is great. I love baseball. Everybody always talks football. And I, I, I love baseball. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I was just at Yankee Stadium and City Field, and I, I just, nothing like going to a baseball game. You know what? I really need to introduce you to my husband. He's yeah. a huge baseball fan. Last night he was watching the Mets-Dodgers yeah, game. He's I a was Dodger too. fan. He's a Dodger fan. Um, but football, I think, is a little bit more exciting to watch, a lot of it more exciting to watch, because you're basically with baseball, especially going to a game, I do like – a, a, a lowing a low score fast baseball game i want to go i want to watch it but i don't want to sit there for extra innings and watching guys stand out on the field and waiting for something to happen All right. i dabbled with playing a little softball when i was younger and it was very boring however soccer was fun because you're just going and going and going and going which is football all right. Well, I'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly because I'm going to tell <laughs> you, you and, allowed to. and your husband okay. is going to agree with me here. I didn't. Mm-hmm. You okay. need to go back and let your husband listen to last week's episode, um, okay. the episode with Cooper Lawrence. It was episode number 70 or 71. But episode 70, we talked about how football. OK, this is football. Mm-hmm. Your your yeah. your great sport that is so uh, exciting and everything mm-hmm. is going on and there's action. Right. Yeah. 11 minutes of action in an entire three-hour game. That's all there is because the clock is always moving. They go back to the huddle. Yeah. They talk to each other. They grab each other. They come back. They, they, <laughs> I mean, this is what football is. Now, granted, there's a couple of plays where you look back and there's, you know, that long pass or, you know, maybe the runner runs out. But think about it. A 30-yard run or even a 50-yard run is only going to be, you know, maybe six, seven, eight seconds. Mm-hmm. That's the point I'm trying to make. Baseball is just everybody just throws stuff on baseball. ESPN will talk about preseason football before they actually will get to the baseball game highlights. Like it used to be uh-huh. sports, you would lead with something. Of course, when it bleeds, it leads. But not ESPN. They would rather anything NFL. It the the NFL is like it doesn't matter. Now I love football to a degree. I mean I I actually. I do high school football. I'm a play-by-play announcer. I love it because it's exciting Mm -hmm. when you're doing it and when you're going through it. But why do you have to crap on baseball? Why is why can't we have both? Right. So they tell your tell your husband about that because I I I will. Yeah, because again, you're getting me all. I'm going to have him listen to this episode of Lens Burning Bush. You got to you got (laughs) to listen to Lens Burning Bush. You know. Anyway, so Uh we all have uh, I would say great relationships with our parents to a degree, but we. You know, there are times when you disagree with your parents, right? I would say we all do. Yeah, yeah we have. Yeah. Like, I mean, my uh-huh. father's no longer with us. My mother and I, we butt heads all the time. I can't get mm-hmm. her to eat. She's losing weight. You know, the whole thing. Anyway, yeah. that's not why I'm bringing this up. I'm bringing this up because okay. Quentin Tarantino, I don't know if you, you mm-hmm. saw this or read, read this, but apparently his mom was not very supportive growing up with his whole directing and movies and all this stuff. So you know what he's mm-hmm. doing? I don't know if you saw this, but he is stuck to a promise he made when he was 12 years old and said he is never, never sharing his fortune with his mother, ever. (gasps) So no house, no cars, no nothing. 
He basically, yeah, he's never giving no money. He vowed never to give money from his movie career to her. He shared on a story in a recent episode of the Moment podcast hosted by Ooh, Billions co-creator Brian Koppelman. Uh, but, yeah, he was looking back at the moment where his mom reprimanded him for writing screenplays in school. So I guess she wasn't very supportive, um, you know, during the whole time. My mom had always had a hard time about my scholastic non-ability. And, you know, talk about carrying a grudge. Man. Really? No money. Wow, you get, you get. I mean, how nothing. much... How much money does that man have? Oh, Did they he, mention that in the article? Uh, I don't know, but he's probably close to yeah. mega millions. I wouldn't say he's a billionaire, but he's probably yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars, I would imagine, yeah. that Quentin you know, Tarantino. If he gave her $2 million, it would be like giving our parents $200. Right, and just <laughs> from Pulp Fiction alone, he could have done that. But, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it's just wow. amazing. Talk about carrying wow. a grudge. So there'll be Serious no, grudge. It, it's kind of like the soup Nazi. There'll be no house for you. And no vacation for you. No Elvis Cadillac. None of that oh is happening for Quentin Tarantino's mom. So oh, I can't just, even imagine if my kid did that to me. I mean, you know what you do? She could have been a little nervous at uh, writing screenplays. You're, the chance that you're going to become Quentin Tarantino of who he is now. Were it back then she she couldn't predict this, so she was a little nervous. So you know you got to give your mom a break, man. I, I mean know. I don't know how she was if she was a mean person on top of it or if he's leaving out some important points of this, but that's that's a big deal. That's yeah. bad. Well, see, that's this is bad. what I didn't like in the article. It said Tarantino actually replied with, "There are consequences for your words as you deal with your children." Remember. There are consequences for your sarcastic tone about what's meaningful to them. Well, I guess mm -hmm. I'm not getting a penny from my kids either. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just thinking about yeah, we're not, the situation Heather, that happened a couple of hours ago. Yeah, we're, for, we're from Jersey, and I got to be yeah. honest with you. There is no way I'm getting a penny from my kids. No. Matter, matter of fact, so. they're probably, I mean, it was a funny story, so I'll bring it up. My son and I went, we talked about the Yankees and and. City Field. So I took him to restaurants. We went all over the place. And my son has some money. He's got a little bit. I mean, he, he's, he's doing okay. Let's put it that way. He's not Quentin nice. Tarantino. But, right. <laughs> but not once, not once, Heather, did he open up and say, Dad, you know what? I want to take care of dinner tonight. Not once. And what was even mm -hmm. more funny, him and I share, I have a credit card that I gave him that we share. He's got his own credit card too, but he, that was how I started the kids. I gave them a Amex yeah, to use, we, you know, same, same thing, right? Yeah. So anyway, we're at uh, the hotel and, and he made me, you know, we walked everywhere and I'm like, you know, I'm dying over here. I didn't wear the right shoes. It's 23,000 steps. I'm like dying over here. My normal day is 3,000 and here I am doing 23,000 steps. So I'm dying, yeah. right? And it's hot. So I, I, we got back to the hotel. I said, I, you know, get me a, I like a Snapple, you know, raspberry iced tea and, and some water. So go get it for me. So he goes and gets it, and then I find out he puts it on the card that we share, and not even oh, the card, not even the card that is his. So I know who's he's paying for 21 that. Twenty-one years old. Yes. He's twenty-one. Yeah. Oh my God! Give me his phone number. Yes. He needs a little talking to. I know it's terrible. So I, I just want you to know that I'm getting nothing. I'm, I'm basically yeah, I, the only thing I'm good for is Dad. What's the, what's the password to Netflix? What's the password <laughs> to? Uh, I mean, he had me sign up for Disney Plus and ESPN, whatever, so that he could watch, yeah. like, some show, whatever he was watching. And, of course, mm -hmm. no money's coming in. I have to fight to get him. He pays his Amex bill, but it's like he goes over that thing. See, I taught him way too well. 
He goes over that bill like nobody's business, and he'll see like a $7 charge at Kroger, which is our grocery store here. And he's like, well, I didn't go. I, I had to go for you guys because I don't, I don't go to Kroger. You know what I mean? So sometimes I'll have him go, and, you know, they'll, they'll uh, do it. So this is what I'm dealing with. Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know about that. Yeah. That's, he's, he's rough. Ooh. He's rough. You know, That's you got to love that, he, that, he, that he's, you know, very frugal with his money, which is, which is great. So but, next time he comes over for dinner, why don't you just give him right out salad, uh, yeah. $2, Absolutely. bowl of soup, $3, and hand him a bill. Absolutely. That's what I want to do. So he still <laughs> lives at home, job. technically. So he, he, he's, uh, right. he's going to, you know, doing Air Force stuff this weekend. But anyway, that's just... That's just what I deal with. So I thought, you know, the Quentin Tarantino story was interesting, but I'm headed down that same path, I think. That same I'm not direction, kidding. yeah. You know, so if my son makes it, and, and he's mm-hmm. not giving me a dime. So right. <laughs> that's kind of what it comes <laughs> to. But, I, but that's why you got to have your own money, right? The mother's got to have yeah. her own money. Yeah. But yeah. throw yeah, me yeah, a yeah. freaking and bone here. some sponsorships for Lens Burning Bush, I think, too, will help out a little bit. I do. Since your son is like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I got to pay for Jenna's college, and it's like, can you please put a sponsor? I thought Prilosec OTC would be a great sponsor. You know, if your <laughs> if your if your gird is burning, please listen to Lens right. Burning Bush at Prilosec OTC. Right, that would be the Perfect. best. Perfect. Look at that. And I kind of think you you may need some Prilosec after a I, while with I, some of your I, conversations. I, I already take it. I already take it. I will oh, take something man. of that road. So it doesn't right. it doesn't help, Heather. Please help me here. It's it's just I don't know. This is. This is why I do this. This is my therapy. This is, uh-huh. this is very, I can tell, yeah. It's a therapy session every week, and uh, I get to interview great people like yourself. You're, mm. you know, you're, you're amazing. You do all this stuff. You're on TV, and and that's that. That's got to be like a pain in the ass though, too, because in the mornings to get ready with the whole you you guys. I don't I don't know how you do it. Women in general mm-hmm. getting ready with the makeup and every day. There's a comedian, Tom Popeye, I talked about this last week. And he talks about the, the people putting all this paint in your bag. Like you carry around all this stuff and you, you basically paint the same face every day. <laughs> every day. Every yes. Day. Well, I am, I'm very, I'm very lucky because I have someone else who paints my face and someone else who does my hair Monday through Friday. And you and I can see each other right yeah. now. So you can see that there was no painting and no, no hair I, going on. Today. But see, that's, I like that better. I actually like when people are real I don't need, mm-hmm. I mean, I would imagine your husband feels the same way. We know what you look like. And putting on yeah. the fake show doesn't make me feel any, I, I like, we know that this natural. is what you look like naturally. And we right. like the natural better. So right. that's, yeah. I think the makeup is But not when you're all. on camera. When you are on camera, you do not want to see what we look like without no. makeup. No. Trust me. <laughs> I, well, I understand that. And Cooper told me last week that women do not get dressed up and put makeup on for the man. They do it for no. their gay friends. They're gay men. <laughs> because, girl, you need to make sure, you know, that's the type yeah, of stuff. Because you're going to get in trouble by yeah, somebody. Someone's abs- going to have a comment. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to have that comment. <laughs> what so. are you wearing? <laughs> so, anyway, I, as, I, as I digress a little bit, I wanted to talk about uh, what your thoughts were of the whole Jeopardy thing. Um, being that they named Mike Richards the host and Mayim Bialik. Mm-hmm is going to be the host of the nighttime version, I guess. And yeah. she's going to do yeah. some other stuff. What are your thoughts? So they went through all that. They went yeah. through all these guest hosts mm-hmm. and they ended up with a guy that could have, they could have announced that from the beginning, right? Yes, they could. I have. didn't like but Mayim, Mayim. Perfect. Oh, absolutely. Love that choice. She's so smart. She's so funny. 
She's just this like amazing person that she's a neuroscientist, right? She's she was blossom though. She was blossom. Yeah, she was blossom, and she's brilliant. She's so smart, and I really hope she's giving some of her money to her parents. I would hope that that would be the case. I'm sure she is. She's she's you know Kanahara. She's doing Mm -hmm. it from the Jewish population friends. Uh, Mayan Bialik happens to be of the of the tribe, and and I'm Mm -hmm. sure she she does a mitzvah for her parents. And she gives I a little bit so. of something. Unfortunately, that's not coming our way all the time, Heather. I, I, I think we're going to be looking to do this. But good for her. I think it's great. I just didn't agree with the with the Richards one. There were so many other people that they could have picked, and he could have mm-hmm. stayed as executive producer. But I guess he wants to be the guy, right? Everybody always yeah, wants yeah. to be the guy. Uh, but there was some stuff that had come out on him as well recently yes. with the Me Too yeah. movement, right? Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember the exact circumstances, but yeah, there was some stuff that came out about something him. about uh, the Price mm-hmm. is Right or whatever it's something mm-hmm. he was doing about models and I don't know why can't people shut their yeah. mouths. Although I will I say <laughs> that I think what people say ten years ago or fifteen years ago, I mean people can change a little bit. It's like Matt yeah. Damon is getting criticized now for coming out and talking about uh, that he used a derogatory slur, you know, back in the seventies, you know, for for gay people and. He said he learned from it, and he doesn't ever use it again. So it's like we can mm-hmm. never just have a learning experience, um, right. right? It's always got to be something. And Bill Maher did a nice rant on uh, on that, that the cancel culture with Matt Damon is just, he's a nice guy. I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. nobody's perfect, right? You and I are not perfect. We don't want right. to have a camera on us 24 hours a day. I mean, it's enough mm-hmm. you, you, you do what you do, right? It, it, right, right. It's, it's crazy. It, it's just, I don't know. Um, I can't even, you know, do it. So you're still on uh, TV, you're still on radio, you're still doing traffic, which is amazing after all these years. And of course, you're only 25. Mm-hmm. So you did it yeah. pretty much from birth. Um, yeah, yeah. What's, I mean, traffic- I'm not on radio anymore. Oh. So I want to tell you, doing this with you is so exciting because I really, really miss radio. Yes. I love radio. Radio is my first love. Yeah. Really is. It's, 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 it's a moment to be able to open up. TV is a little bit more buttoned up. You have to stick to your TV news is very strict to your schedule, your time. And someone's in your ear telling you to wrap and be done. And um, But with, with radio, you can just really just sit back and chill. I ta- You're right. And I talked with Christina Lang, who came on. Um, oh, and she, she was like the original, you know, traffic reporter back in the day you know plj and she worked from home and mm-hmm. she did all that stuff but what's nice about it is you hear this voice and you don't mm-hmm. see the voice and you're just like you can imagine what they look like but you don't know what they look like and i think that's great and that's what was kind of interesting when you know mtv just celebrated their 40th anniversary not of course of all playing music they're about 15 years of that but anyway right. 1981 <laughs> they mtv and it was like video killed the radio star it's yeah. kind of that way you always get back but I kind of like, and this is why everybody always tells me, Len, you got to do video on your show. And I'm like, you know, to be honest with you, it's enough that I do this. I, I just don't, yeah. I don't have the, I, no one wants to see me on camera for, for 30 <laughs> minutes at a clip. Um, I think we need to stop that. Uh, it's just, it's nice to do the radio. We have the conversation. You can hear us. You can imagine. And yeah, people look at pictures and they can see what you look like now. That's but it's, I think you're right. I think radio, that's why I'm kicking and screaming to the video stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And well, then you don't have to worry about what you look like. You don't have to get yourself all like, no, like dressed that's why up I, and whatever. And it's, 
Well, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. You didn't put makeup on, and barely. I, I, I've got a ball cap on, and look like hell. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's all, it's all well and good, right? (laughs) We didn't even have to shower. No, absolutely. (laughs) Getting to that, I did brush my teeth though. But yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, that's the funniest thing. But I, I I love that uh, you're willing to come on again, and and I, I, the fact that. Uh, after 71 episodes now that people want to come on the show and still want to do it on a weekly basis. It, it makes me feel good. And it's uh, just having friends like you. It's, it keeps me, keeps me going through this whole craziness of not getting my materials that I want. <laughs> your jacket and your girl piece. Please keep us posted. I will. Because I, I'm, I'm, it's burning my bush now. I gotta be honest with you. I love it. I <laughs> love that you do it. Oh my goodness. You know, you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook. You can uh, like us uh, at Lens Burning Bush. So make sure you do that. Um, get some people to uh, start subscribing to, I even have a YouTube channel. So what I do is, um, I actually take the the audio portion of today's show and I'll put it on YouTube. It's kind of fun. There's a YouTube channel. You can type in Len Harvey and hashtag Lens Burning Bush and you can find it. And uh, I have a bunch of episodes up there already, but don't have all 71. You can listen to all of them on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. It's pretty much everywhere. Even Alexa will, if you just call your Alexa device and say, can you play Lens Burning Bush podcast? Don't make sure you say podcast. You can actually do that. So there's a lot of ways to listen, uh, and it's it's fun for me. It's good therapy. But uh, thank you so much, Heather O'Rourke. You're thank you're, you you're a treasure. Me. You are. And um, you know, tell your husband I'd like to have him on. We could do a baseball episode coming up, oh maybe. My God. You know, and that he would be would fun. Love it. He would yeah. love it. And wait till you hear his voice. He's got a good radio. Oh, voice. Hey. He worked in radio, by the way. He oh. was the radio guy. Well, yeah. they, they and everybody always, you know, it's funny when they listen to me. What's mm-hmm. funny is half the people will come back and say, Len, you sound so professional. You sound like you're a radio voice. <laughs> like, I, was. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say to that. I don't know. It, it's good that they're listening, right? It's good that they like yep. to hear my voice, but I don't know. They're, they're, there's a lot of troubled people out there. And, <laughs> and you know what? They're, they're all listening to Len's Burning Bush, so I can't mm-hmm. uh, talk badly about them. They're, we love them. And thank you for doing so. But, Heather, it's a pleasure. Um, remember, again, you can like us on Facebook and Twitter at Lens Burning Bush. Thank you, Heather O'Rourke. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.